Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is our co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hi, Kyle. Lil Baron. <laughs> I know, we're here again. Oh my gosh, here we are. And, and here we are at the end of 2020. I know it. Just a few days I left know. in the year, right? It's crazy. Whew. <laughs> Let me say that. What a year. What a year. What a year. Holy cow. What? With so much that has been unexpected yes. and, you know, frankly, a little bit unpleasant as well. <laughs> it's been a difficult year, it right? It has been. But uh, every year it seems like there's a new fad diet or two that pops up. <laughs> yes. And, and with everything else that's going on this year, I frankly, I find it just a little bit comforting to know that even in 2020, <laughs> there were a few fad <laughs> diets that popped up this year. They're making the rounds. It's nice to know that some things never <laughs> change. Never right? change. <laughs> Tell me which ones they are. Let's see if I tried them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm sure there are plenty that are out there. Some that we've heard of, maybe even a few that we haven't heard of. Yeah. But, but uh, really, when you think about this year and the focus on you know the virus, COVID-19, right. health and wellness as a whole, I think it makes sense that yeah. a lot of stuff, whether it's, you know, sound scientifically based <laughs> stuff or just people worried yeah. or whatever, I think you would expect that there would be, you know, a lot of these things that have popped up. So here's the thing. I found this article in the Insider. It's called "The Biggest Diet Myths Debunked in 2020." Oh, so we hear about these fads that are you know going around, and all of us have tried some of them at some time or, or another, all of them. And, or all of them <laughs> at some time or another, right? Yes. But I thought we'd have a little bit of fun with some of the things that at least some of the research. Um, new research mm-hmm. is is kind of debunking some of these thoughts. So, okay. Does that sound okay? Yes, yes. We might as well, we may as well wrap, it, wrap it up, right? You know, January 1st is coming. That's and- right. So <laughs> <laughs> we need to know which 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 train to That's jump right. on. That's right. Which wagon to get on. So, Okay, so uh, these aren't necessarily diets per se, but maybe they're just myths or mm-hmm. just things that, that we've heard that, uh, again, new research, new science is kind of debunking. I hope that they say Cheetos are good for you now. <laughs> So that's what I'm kind of hoping. Uh, Could you see. really look uh, deep for that? I'll dig through the. Yeah, I, oof, I don't uh, think I saw Cheetos this oh, time. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe 2021 next year. Will 2021 be my year. is your year, the year of the Cheeto <laughs> right. and Lil, right? <laughs> that's right. No, uh, I didn't see any Cheetos this year, but there are some interesting things. I'm okay. sure some of these things are things you've heard. There were a couple that I hadn't heard as far as myths, but some that I'm sure that you'll be aware of. The first one is this, and I this one was a, this one was a hard one for okay. me. Let's to see. say, okay, I'm going to give that up as a myth. Up, okay. <laughs> give it up as a myth. Okay. Here's the myth. You have to eat meat to build muscle. Oh. Now, we're just talking about protein, yeah. right? So we know that protein is an important aspect, Absolutely. an important element of our diet. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's the deal. Veganism's potential health benefits have long been established. We've been talking mm-hmm. about this for a long time. Uh, a meatless diet has some health benefits that are associated with it, that are connected to it. But 2020 generated record interest in diets free from animal products. Hmm. That's according to Google Trends. So wow. a lot of people are searching on animal-free mm-hmm. diets. And we've seen that out in the retail market, yeah. right? Like this was the year that the 
um, what's the the Whopper at Burger King called? The oh the the Incredible Whoppers. I can't remember I what they know. call it. Yeah, it's a meatless one, and McDonald's has got I a contract. Didn't try it. I haven't yet either, and <laughs> maybe won't. But <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but anyway, this is the year. Like I, even in the you know just your regular old yeah. grocery store chains, you're seeing meatless chicken nuggets. And yes, just yes, a lot yes. of different things out there. So mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me as far as the trend goes. Right. Um, on top of that, there's lots of athletes that are kind of leading the charge to a plant based lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We've got pro bodybuilders like Torrey Washington. Uh, there are lifetime athletes like 65-year-old trainer Dusan Dudas. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no shortage of examples to show that a plant-based diet can actually build muscle and strength. So protein yeah. has a place to play. Uh, I'm not going to say that you should eliminate right. all, all meat from your diet. That's not the choice that I'm going to make. <laughs> but if you do choose to go that route, <laughs> right. you decide that uh, you want to go meatless, um, you can set aside the idea that, well, I'll never be able to build muscle. Right. There there are people that are out there doing it. Uh, I mentioned a few athletes. There are celebrities that are, uh, you know, kind of banging this drum. Um, superstar Lizzo. Do you know who Lizzo is? She's uh-huh. a musician. Um, she's known for her high energy performances on stage and in the gym. Uh-huh. Uh, she's got she's got a great um, body positive approach to things. But uh, Lizzo has has gone meatless. Wow. Um, Patriots quarterback Cam Newton is oh. this guy in the NFL. You yeah. would think, boy, if there's anybody yeah. uh, out there that would say you got to get your meat in, right. you would think you'd be a football player. Right. right? But Cam Newton has gone meatless and and uh, actually gone vegan as well. So, as with any diet, the key is always to get your nutrients and the right balance. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So for vegans in particular, that includes sources of calcium as well as their B vitamins along with plant-based protein. That has to be key not only for your athletic performance but also for your overall health and wellness. So so veganism isn't about eliminating the protein from your diet. You just have to find it from different sources. And there there are plant-based proteins, beans, legumes um, that are out there. Uh, but again, it's all about balance. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, veganism is probably not for me. No. You know? Me either. Um, it's just a lot of work, and I just like steak too much. <laughs> <laughs> and chicken, you know. And chicken. You know? I, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, veganism is not for me. But if it is for you, um, you can do it. Right. And you can live a healthy life, and you can actually gain muscle. Of course, you've got to, you know, you got to add that resistance training right. and all those other things in there. Uh, I, so, again, fully respect those that make that decision. Not going to be my decision, but. But you can build muscle and live a healthy lifestyle if you choose to go meatless. So huh. they're debunking that idea that you have to have meat in right. order to build muscle. Huh. What okay. Okay. I I like that. Okay. We'll go with it. No, I'm not going to go with You're it. You're not going to do it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's another one. This is one that I, I hadn't heard a lot about. I wasn't super familiar with. But the myth is you should eat alkaline foods for your health. Have you heard of the alkaline diet? No. Yeah, that I, I that wasn't one that I was very familiar with either. I think I've you know heard a few rumblings about it, but the alkaline diet purportedly works by modifying the pH balance of your body, which is supposed to help you with weight loss and other benefits. Um, it's, it's popped up a few times in previous years. Uh, Tom Brady uh, is another huh. NFL quarterback mm-hmm. who was talking about the alkaline diet. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was a proponent of it. Uh, the diet resurfaced in 2020 when Kelly Ripa, you oh, know who Kelly uh-huh. is, um, she uh, publicly lauded the eating plan. So there have been a lot of people out there talking about it. According to experts, though, it's not really possible to alter the acidity of your body. 
Oh. So perhaps more importantly, they also say that maybe you wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your body naturally maintains the right pH level of your blood. And if it didn't, the consequences would be disastrous and you'd probably die. Oh. So we just, it sounds like what the experts are saying is yeah. just let your body do what it does, let it regulate its pH. Eating alkaline foods is not going to affect it. This is what something. What would that, an alkaline food be? Well, so, so, let me let me see this. The diet does have some benefits because it does include foods that are good for you. Okay. So these are some alkaline okay. foods. Uh, fruits, vegetables, mm-hmm. legumes, those are alkaline foods. Uh, the diet recommends that you drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. So that's good for you as well. Yeah. It's it's not that, and this is, I want to be clear about this, it's not that the alkaline diet is bad for you. Right. It's that it's probably not doing what you think that it's I doing. See. But okay. there are other health benefits of doing it. Right. Lots of water, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, legumes. Those mm-hmm. are all things that are good for you. Okay. Um, they do ban some so-called acidic foods from the diet. Um, mainly the thing that they, they mentioned there is coffee or whole grains. Oh. And um, the experts are saying um, that you don't necessarily need to eliminate those things from your diet. Always about the balance, right? Right, It's always about the balance. Experts say that overall the alkaline diet isn't necessarily bad for you. Like I said, Uh it just doesn't probably do what you think that it's doing. You're getting some benefits if you're going to eat fruits and vegetables and uh, legumes and get your protein that way. So, you know, lots of water, but it's probably not actually changing the pH of your body. Your your body is automatically regulating that by itself. Okay. So, not necessarily a bad Bad. thing, but it's just be aware that that your your pH is probably not changing by eating these alkaline foods. So, I shouldn't drink that alkaline water? Um, I, again, I don't think that it's bad for you okay. in and of itself. And, and I don't know that one. That's one right. that I'm not sure about. But it's not going to, according to the experts, it's not right. going to change your body's pH levels by doing that. So there may be other health huh. benefits to it. Yeah. There may also be other risks. I don't know. Again, right. that's one I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, it doesn't change your pH. But, okay. still, but still potentially good for you. Okay. Here's another one. You ready? Yep. You can you can get a diet that will boost your immune system or completely prevent disease. Now that's one that's definitely been making the rounds, yes, you know. It eat has. this thing and you won't get COVID-19 or yeah. eat this thing and you won't get a cold or whatever. Listen, eating healthy is always going to be good for you, right. but eating one specific thing um isn't going to keep you from getting sick, from catching a virus, from catching a, a bacterial infection. Um, but but listen, in a year where there's a global pandemic, uh, and that's been the biggest news of the year. <laughs> yes. uh, in fact, sometimes it feels like it's the only, only news, news. <laughs> of the year. Uh, it's no surprise that diet fads have been focusing yeah. on boosting our disease defenses. So that makes a lot of sense. Despite claims from vel- wellness gurus, cutting out processed food and sugar isn't necessarily going to supercharge your immune system. Now, there are other benefits right. to cutting those things out. Right. But it won't necessarily supercharge your immune system. Um, it's just not how the body works. While evidence links these types of foods to health issues over time, uh, a single donut, for example, is not going to raise your risk of contacting Phew, COVID nineteen. So grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Or Cheetos. <laughs> or Cheetos is not going to raise Whew. your risk. Now, now, it may raise your risk long term right. of other things, but uh, not, eating that handful of Cheetos is not going to make sure that you contract COVID-19. I love you think that it's a handful. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, eating healthy and eating well, of course, is important to health experts yeah. say there's there's no superfood or super diet that can that can completely prevent, let alone cure a contagious disease. Right. Now, again, there are tons of benefits, especially long term benefits Agreed. from just eating well. Yeah. Um, if you're in contact with the coronavirus, it doesn't matter how many oranges you eat. <laughs> you're probably going to get it. That's according to Dr. Carolyn yeah. Apovian, who is the director of nutrition and weight management center at Boston Medical Center. Instead, your best bet is to focus on eating a balanced diet with a variety of nutrients that will, in the long term, we keep emphasizing that, but it's worth emphasizing, in the long term, it'll prevent chronic diseases that could compromise your immune system. So, you know, one donut isn't going to do it. A lifetime of of donuts maybe isn't the best thing for you, right? (laughs) Eating one orange isn't going to keep you from getting COVID, but eating oranges on a regular basis is something that's good for you, right? right? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Any questions? I don't like it, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) It always comes down to the simple, most basic things, doesn't it? It That's just the way that it works. So here's another one, another myth. You ready? Uh We've talked about this one several times throughout the year, but I think it's worth remembering and mentioning again. And it's this. The myth is zero calorie sweeteners are a good substitute for sugar. I don't like that one. You don't like that one? No. Yeah, I so, want it to be a good substitute. Uh, right. We all do, right? We all do. Yeah. So so let's just get it out of the way. Too much sugar is bad for your health. Right. Like that's just a given. We know right. that. Um, but there's also, unfortunately, for Lil. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there's also plenty of evidence that links, uh, well, well, not for, sorry, I said this wrong. There's plenty of evidence that links sugar to risks like heart disease, obesity, liver problems, and tooth decay. Yep. So, so sugar's not necessarily the way that we want to go. Right. But, and again, we've talked about this on the show, research uh, this year has found that artificial substitutes may be no better. Right. So we're not advocating that you just start eating sugar right. by the spoonful. But uh, unfortunately, we think that we're you know down on that diet, diet Coke or diet soda or whatever. Um, not necessarily better for us either, Mm-mm. despite being zero calorie. So we, we might reduce our calories. Right. But sweeteners like Stevia or Splenda were linked to metabolic disruptions changing how the body manages blood sugar, which is not good. We want the body to manage our blood sugar the way that it's supposed to. We don't want to be you know, putting in a bunch of uh, chemicals right. that modify that. These uh, artificial sweeteners have also been linked to more cravings for sweets, since sugar substitutes can be as much as 700 times sweeter Ugh. than sugar. Now, we already know that sugar uh, is sweet. Like, we've developed this taste for it. We've kind of evolved uh, into beings that really want and like this this taste of sugar. But some of these substitutes are 700 times more uh, sweet, sweeter. And so, therefore, that leads to more cravings for sweets, which is not the direction we want to go. A large new study also found sweeteners are linked to the same risks for heart health as sugar is. People who drank diet sodas and other low-calorie beverages had a higher change, uh, excuse me, a higher chance of getting heart disease than people who drank uh, other unsweetened beverages. So some of the things that we think that we're avoiding by drinking this this healthy, yeah. quote-unquote, diet soda, um, we're not getting those things, um. unfortunately. What, what's, your, what's your poison? What do you like? Well... I'm a stevia. I like stevia. And, you know, I don't put it... I mean, obviously, for this whole year, I haven't drank soda You set a goal to not drink soda this year, and you've been able to stick to it, so congratulations on that. But 
you know, that stevia in my morning beverage might <laughs> be something I have to th- rethink well, in January. Well, to think about, right? Listen, yeah. we always say it. It's moderation in right. all things, right? Right. But um, there are there is some evidence that they found this year that, that, that you might want to rethink it. Huh. There, might, there might be some things to... Uh, Huh. You know, to keep in mind when it comes to some of these these. Uh, I don't sweeteners. like this one, but but thank you. I'm going to rethink that. Now, so. now, now. All that being said, let, let me just reiterate: okay. the FDA has extensively researched artificial sweeteners, and they found them to be safe. And data's uh, data shows that they're now more popular than uh, products with real sugar. So mm-hmm. they're they're definitely taking a place in the market. But the they say that some of these findings are still cause for caution. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is using sugar substitutes does not make an unhealthy choice healthy. Mm-hmm. Rather, it makes such a choice less unhealthy. Okay. Right. So you're talking about a needle. You know, yeah. that, that needle might be way over in the <laughs> red area of unhealthy. Yes. You add some of these um, artificial sweeteners. Maybe it moves it a little bit, but it likely stays in the red area yes. of unhealthy. So it's about the needle and where yeah. you're going and where you want it to be. And and again, I'm I'm gonna. I keep hearing myself saying this, but I think it's worth mentioning. It's about moderation. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, you might want to rethink a few rethink, of these yeah. other things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are we done yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're Unfortunately, we're not. Uh, okay. But we are getting closer. We are getting closer. So a couple of other ones. Okay. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever heard of loaded teas? Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So loaded teas, this is the myth. Loaded teas are good for energy and weight loss. Uh, particularly in the summer of 2020, these flashy neon-colored drinks that they're called loaded teas, they kind of spiked in popularity across social media. Uh, what they promise is a sugar-free energy, a boost in metabolism, fat burning, and other benefits. However, these drinks typically come from big nutrition marketing operations. And while they've been around since since the early 2000s, they're not brand new to 2020 mm-hmm. at least, their popularity this year led dietitians to definitively denounce these brightly colored beverages. According to experts, these products are, first of all, unregulated, so it can be hard to tell what you're getting Mm -hmm. and are often loaded with additives like big doses of caffeine and artificial sweeteners. And when you don't know what it is that you're taking, you don't know how it's going to react in your body. Um, There's also really no evidence that they can help with fat loss or metabolism beyond the small boost from the caffeine uh-huh. uh, or live up to any of the other health claims that are associated with the drinks. So uh, in other words, they say buyer beware. And um, this is according to registered dietitian Bridget Zaitlin. She says, if you're my client, not only do I say buyer beware, but I would also add buyer step away from the tea. So she okay. is not an advocate of it. Always keep in mind that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Anything that promises a quick fix should be a big red flag to you. And I think that's probably good advice when it comes to diets, but it's probably good <laughs> advice when it comes to late night infomercials, that's right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if it's too good to be true. So if you're walking into uh, one of these tea bars and it's saying, you know, lose 10 yeah. pounds by drinking this one drink, 
seems like that's probably a claim yeah. that would be one you'd want to be very cautious of and, okay, and I feel better. Of, right? I so feel that's better. one you're avoiding, right? Yes. You're not doing the the supercharged tea. Because I really right? wasn't sure what that was. So. Yeah. And I and I that's not a beverage that I drink either. Yeah. But but apparently this summer, especially the summer, it did spike in yeah. popularity. So so here's one. Um the myth is there's a best time to eat for weight loss. Have you ever oh. heard that one? Hmm. You ever heard don't eat at night or yes. you, you have to eat a big breakfast? Or, yes. So that's what we're talking about. Okay. okay. So the myth is that there is a best time. So what they're saying ultimately is that there isn't a best time. Oh. It's, uh, it's your overall calories and nutritional uh-huh. intake. So here's what, here's what the article says. Despite the conventional advice to avoid carbs after dinner or avoid a- anything at all after 10 p.m., research this year has routinely debunked the idea that there's a best time to eat if you want to lose weight. Hmm. So that's something to consider. A study early this year found that eating a big breakfast appears to burn slightly more calories than saving your largest meal for dinner time. However, the difference isn't large enough to really matter that much for weight loss. And uh, contradictory evidence suggests that actually skipping breakfast is maybe best to shed pounds. Um, So you get these studies that say, eat a big breakfast and that's going to help you lose weight. And the next study says, well, don't eat breakfast, that's going to help you lose weight. So which one is it? According to experts, there's really no single best time to eat for weight loss. What works will vary widely from person to person. And it comes down to the total calories throughout the day, not when the calories are eaten. So kind of like intermittent fasting. Well, I have one on that one, too. Yeah, so research found that eating at night was linked to more calorie consumption, though, since people tended to consume more processed food and alcohol after dark. But a more recent study tested that hypothesis and found that if calories are equal, nighttime eating doesn't appear to cause extra weight gain compared to eating during the day. So I'm going to say the jury's out on that one just a little bit. The the studies keep going back and forth. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Take that one with a grain of salt, yeah. maybe. Here's the last one. You mentioned intermittent fasting. Yeah. Uh, this is the myth that they say oh, intermittent no. fasting is the best way to lose weight. <laughs> oh. That's the myth, mm-hmm. which means that it's probably not, not the best way. The best so, way. In, the, in the past few years, intermittent fasting has loomed large over the diet scene with study after study suggesting its benefits for longevity, metabolism, weight loss, and more. The eating plan limits food intake to a set time period each day or or week. There's different ways to approach it. Researchers have theorized that this provides some sort of inherent health boost, perhaps by giving your digestive tract a break. I read other studies that say it's the stress of fasting that's Mm -hmm. induced that is actually good for you. But according to a study this year, fasting doesn't seem to boost weight loss or other markers of health if all other factors are equal. So that suggests that the previous benefits attributed to fasting might be due to some other variables, such as reducing the calories you eat throughout the day. That study with the lead author's decision uh, to forego fasting entirely afterwards is just one more piece of evidence that there's no single magic diet solution for health as much as we might want to believe in one. Darn it. I know it. I know it. We want a pill. We want a diet. We want a plan, whatever. It just comes down to eat your... Eat your vegetables, yep. eat your fruits, and just take care of yourself. And moderation so, and moderation all and things. Moderation and all things, yeah. right? And so exercise. And exercise. <laughs> like It's just the simple yeah. things that, that none of us want well, to or right. like to do, but we know we got to do it, right. right? So there's a few myths yeah. that have been debunked. I, I can promise you that in 2021, we'll read additional studies <laughs> that, that uphold every single one of those. That's the hard part about yeah. health and wellness. But that's where you 
just have to take a look at it uh, from a yeah. holistic uh, moderation and all things standpoint. Yeah. Eat your vegetables, eat your fruits, get your exercise. You'll probably be okay. Yes. So just to wrap things up here, Lil, we want to invite everyone to head on over to a couple of our sister sites. We have the 50over50.com, as mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of great stuff over there. You'll find the entire list of the fittest 50 over 50, some of the most amazing yes. and inspiring people on earth, just athletes that'll just, boy, they're just incredible. In addition to that, we've got the winner in the rockingest yes. over 50. This year it was John Bon Jovi through after the, the process of voting. Uh, was uh, played out and of course you can nominate your change maker there yes. as well we also want to uh, invite you to hit up thisisyourepic.com to register and learn more about epic virtual events in 2021 epic virtual events will consist of a series of 12 5k virtual races yes you can do these on your own time at your own pace the involvement medals lil Oh, wow. the, amazing. The medals are just beautiful. They are. Each one will feature a beast at the top of their game, mm-hmm. like an eagle or a lion or a shark. All you do is visit thisisyourepic.com and choose mm-hmm. the race you want to sign up for. We'll mail you a swag pack that'll include the medal as well as uh, a few other little items that we'll throw in there for you. You can print your own race bib if you mm-hmm. want to. And then once you've done, let us know on social media how you did. Yeah. Come back to the site and uh, put in your your time and um, just this is going to be a lot of fun right 12 races tw- a series of 12 5k's throughout the year so when can you sign up for that? January 1st very nice and uh, you can't register until January 1st okay. for the 5k's so uh, check it out again that is this is your and don't forget that team registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games will open on January wow. 1st as well so uh, you can find uh, this show as well as previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net so check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from Nobel Prize winner Ralph Bunch. He says, hearts are the strongest when they beat in response to noble ideals. Mm. Isn't that nice? That is nice.